Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, listening to, streaming, putting us in your ear holes. We're the Spooky Doings Podcast, and we appreciate you. <laughs> My name is Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York, and it's cold as a motherfucker outside, so I'm just in here trying to keep uh, hooves warm. And we'll get into dealing with temperatures and the elements in our topics in a few minutes. But right now, gotta give it up for the lady behind the beeps, the boops, the buttons, and the bobs. She's Chelsea Bennington. Hello, Chelsea. Hello. How are you? Well, you've already said. You're I said. <laughs> We're up to date on my life, and that's why everybody calls me Mr. Excitement. Mr. Excitement. Yes, that's exactly. What is wrong with you today? What is this? excitement <laughs> even you looked disappointed in that right after you said it <laughs> yeah love it. it's the sarcasm i love it of the the tediousness of pandemic existence but fuck it man we're, we're, we're here we're having a good time we're about to talk with some fun uh person people <laughs> about <God>. <laughs> what is going on I'm not editing any of this shit, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to. Unless it's really necessary. <laughs> but we're joined today uh, by a writer, director, comedian, and, and, and friend when we were just baby improvisers at the Magnet Training Center way back in level one. She's Virginia Dickens. How are you, Virginia? Hi. I'm good. How are you guys? I'm full of nonsense, apparently. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm good. I, I have um, like a 2022 update for I'm a new me. I'm like a hardcore smoothie bitch now. Like I've been making smoothies every morning and I've always had like the ninja you know smoothie blender whatever it's called and I would use it sporadically and now I was like no I'm gonna start my day with veggies and fruit and oat milk and I'm telling you once you do it once or twice start doing it every day I'm the healthiest person ever anyway when I hear you say (laughs) hardcore smoothie bitch I'm envisioning in your kitchen Wearing Doc Martens, your hair up in yeah. a mohawk, making your smoothie while listening to punk rock and every once in a while going, oh, 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 and that, Basically. That's, that's just what, that's the reality I want it to be. That's my weekday mornings now and mm-hmm. weekend mornings of drinking a smoothie right now. Isn't that the only way to make smoothies? I think so. I think you're doing it wrong if you're not. Virginia, yeah. are you a smoothie person? No, I don't own a blender, um, so I can't make smoothies. But my new like kind of thing, I don't do it every morning, but it, it makes me feel like a fancy health person is I started doing overnight oats every once in a while. I used to do that. I did like overnight oats. Yeah, but I don't have any of the like, fa- like I, I don't have like ch- chai seeds or chia- chai seeds or like any of the like flax seeds and all that either. It's literally just oats and like oat milk and honey. I tried putting coffee, make it with like my coffee the other day. Because mm-hmm. I thought that would taste good. It tasted fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to experiment a bit more. Love it. Love that. Rick, join our cult. Health. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Overnight you- oats. It's when you take like rolled oats and you put them, you can put them in like a mason jar. And some people put like yogurt in there and or milk or oat milk, anything like that and honey um any fruit like I would put frozen fruit in it um and any toppings like like Virginia mentioned like flaxseed and stuff and you close it tightly and you put it in your fridge and you leave it there overnight and in the morning you have like this cold uh fruity oaty delicious breakfast that you just eat out of the mason jar this sounds like something that you might scavenge for in the woods which really works for our topic today. It does. I bet you they were ma- they were making overnight oats. You they were making cold, cold goop in a jar. 
to eat out of whatever they find on the show yellow jackets just and don't con- don't confuse it with the pot with the bloody soldiers i was gonna say that was an excellent transition rick that <laughs> was you. a good transition <laughs> I, I, I've been doing this podcast for a while. I should be good at it by now, even <laughs> on a day when I'm full of nonsense. So we're going to spoil the fuck out of the show, dear listener. So if you haven't watched this show yet, pause the podcast and get off your ass. It's on Showtime. It's fantastic. Once I saw Karen Kusama's name on a show, I'm like, I'm in. And then I saw people that I already liked, like Melanie Linsky and Juliet Lewis and Christina Ricci. And I'm like, well, don't, that's all I need to know. You, you want to, I need to know a date and when I can boot Morocco and boop it, I did. What about you ladies? What what was your first exposure to this show that, that made you think, I want to watch this? Uh, I feel like I just saw people talking about it on the internet. Like, I, and I was late to, I started watching, I think, um seven episodes had like already aired and so I like watched all of them to catch up and watch like eight nine and ten when they were released um but I think it was just like the buzz around it um got me unintended yes (laughs) got me to tune in yeah I think um so for me my my roommate and their partner uh were watching it out in our living room and you know the way my apartment's laid out when you go to the kitchen you can kind of see what's going on in the living room and I would hear it and I already knew about the show because I had been watching um, a different series on Showtime and Yellow Jackets would constantly come up I was like this sounds neat this sounds like a lady Lord of the Flies type of vibe except it's so much more than that um and I just kept seeing scenes, random scenes, nothing really spoilery, but just intriguing. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll see if they like it and I'll start it. And they couldn't, um, you know, emphasize enough how much they loved it. And I, I got into it even later than you, uh, Virginia, the season finale was airing the day I started it. So I was like, I have to stay off social until I finish this because I'm I after the first episode I was obsessed so I was watching three to four episodes a night I finished it within a week so that I could watch the season the season finale and um actually last night I was at my um friend's uh apartment my co-leader my girl scout co-leader and her and her roommate um we're like, we're going to watch, you know, another episode of Yellow Jackets later. And I was like, well, I don't have to leave. I can, uh, I can hang out for that. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I just watched, like, they were only on the second episode. And so I watched an episode with them last night. And I was like, I love how this is infiltrating everything. So it's so fun. I'm obsessed with the casting of it. Oh my gosh. I was just reading an article the other day about the casting. It, I think it was on like The Ringer. I don't know that publication, but it was like just talking about how they found like casting magic and like just how so well done it it, it was. And also the characters that play or the actors that play old and young Thaisa are so similar. Like they have the same cat, <laughs> which oh, is so wild to me because they do truly look like the same older younger versions of themselves and and it, the article just kind of goes through how the whole the whole casting is just so excellently well cast like well done i've gotta agree because uh well my, my favorite character is natalie um in part because as an old motherfucker uh, around about 1996 i only would have been like a year or two older than natalie so i would have made her so many mixtapes uh, in, in an attempt to woo her, but that's neither here nor there. But the actress that plays her, Sophie Thatcher, in my to my ear, sounds exactly like a young Juliet Lewis would sound. And I mean, not how Juliet Lewis sounded when she was younger in movies like California and things like that, but after years of, you know, 
couple of cigarettes here and there and singing for Juliet and the licks for a few years. Uh, there's a there's a timber and a tone to her voice now that Sophie Thatcher sounds like in that show that it's like this is fucking perfect and I think that's one of the things that makes her my favorite character along with she would have been the one I had a crush on in 1996. <laughs> so you'd have been hanging out with her and Kevin and oh that crew. <laughs> I would like not be little bitch Kevin. Oh my God. I would not have been getting stoned with them, but uh, I, I would have been like, okay, um, I just found out about this band and I made you this tape. Listen to the lyrics very closely. Listen. Listen. So, I love you. <laughs> that's amazing. I love you. That my favorite character is um one who I'm holding a lot of hope, but cautious, cautious hope that we get to see older her if if she makes it is Van. I yes. love Van. Um, but my favorite character who does have her older version um, like fully realized is uh, Misty because she is so unhinged and fun and she's crazy like she just and she keeps just making crazier and crazier decisions and I told uh Rick and his girlfriend that I knew I was in love with Misty when she was watching while you were sleeping in the basement with the woman she kidnapped because I love that movie and and Misty just sitting there smiling and watching it but I think I also think all of the casting is strong regardless, but I don't know how, you know, Christina Ricci and um, the actress who plays uh, young Misty, uh, Samantha Henry. Samantha Henry. Yeah. Um, they have the same cadence and how they speak, the same mannerisms, the way they walk and just the way they, even their eyes react to things um, is so similar and I think Christina Ricci is one of those people who I would assume it'd be hard to cast a younger her because she has such a specific face um that they did you know they found magic with Samantha who is incredibly talented and last night of course watching the end of the second episode is when she's breaking that you know rescue uh a box or whatever it's called while hold on is playing and i'm like <laughs> the black box amazing <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> um but yeah what about you virginia who's your fave i go back and forth um with my favorite characters i don't think i have a like sh- like a an obvious favorite but i think misty is the character i definitely enjoy watching the most and it took me a minute though to kind of warm up to her warm up to her feels like the wrong way to say it but because I couldn't tell how evil she was which now it doesn't matter because like they all kind of have like various degrees of possibly being like evil survival like we don't know but what really won me over with Misty was just she's so funny like I think the the part where I was like oh I love I like love this character was when um uh, Natalie asked or old older Natalie asked her to um, get dispose of a body and the like look on her face was perfect it was just like you oh my god it was I like laughed I, I was just like that's like the most amazing reaction to asking if she can like help dispose of a body and I was like I love this character so much um uh, and yeah but I, I do I love I don't know. I, I don't have like, I, I, I like them all for, for their own special reasons. <laughs> totally. Totally. That's the reaction that you hope a friend would have when you ask them to help you get rid of a body. Um, oh, yeah. The thing about uh, Samantha Hannity and Christina Ricci that I think helps them, it's, it's the wig and the glasses, uh, just the, the costuming. Mm-hmm. Uh helps more than the physicality but young samantha and this is not a negative i think she does crazy eyes too well 
meaning, you know, uh, like I've seen her outside of the wardrobe, looks like a nice young lady. If she's coming at me with that glasses and wig, I'm throwing my wallet at her and running in the opposite direction. And I'm, we're done. I know I can't. I do consider, yeah, the wig and the glasses, like the icing on the cake for them. Um, I don't think it's like the end all be all with their, uh, with how much they match, but obviously it's a huge factor. Um, but I, but I agree with you. She does crazy eyes really well. And I think one, one other character I really like, that's kind of a, uh, a left, a, a left turn, um, is I really love Jeff. He's so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, and I just loved, right? And I loved the whole, uh, you know, there was, you thought he was cheating. And then it real you realize he's just in bad with loan sharks. And I'm like, oh my God, this idiot just didn't want to lose his furniture store. And the whole I think this was intentional. I've seen some people argue. I think this was that they think it was bad acting, but I think it was, I think Warren Cole's a talented actor. I've seen him in other stuff. I think it was an intentional realization of everything's been a lie. And I'm so confused was when she said, um, you think I've been going to book club this entire time? And he just goes, there's no book club? Like, that's what he gets angry You thought that was bad acting. That was like the best line of the whole show. That also made me laugh out loud. I was- It made me laugh too. It made me laugh too. And I don't think it was bad acting. I do think it was him at his wit's end. He was just kind of like, what? (laughs) No, people- People online are going to criticize everything. Oh, of course. And I like that uh, uh, Melanie Linsky's character, Shauna, um, believes, because there's a lot of clues that her husband is cheating on her, sneaking out at all hours of the night. There's a weird text. There's a meeting with a woman at a hotel room. So you know, what, what, what's, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, or however that saying goes. And she meets a young artistic man that starts getting her fuck on okay i'm not saying two wrongs make a right but fictitiously speaking sure knock yourself out uh, i don't get the mini golf thing but yeah when it all comes out <laughs> and you find out that, that that jeff this this fucking guy jeff played by warren cole is not uh a trifling cheater as we've been led to believe his reaction of like getting his mind blown by all of these real things that it turns out uh, the woman he loves has been up to. Yeah, that's the right reaction yeah. of having, you, wait, you, you mean there wasn't a book club as well? And what also helps us to believe as viewers that Jeff is cheating on Shauna is because he was cheating with Shauna as teenagers. Shauna yeah. and her best friend of, of Jackie, played by uh, Ella Purnell, um, Jackie was, was supposedly the good clean gal, uh, making her boyfriend wait. And as a teenager, he wasn't wait. So he was going to go, uh, fuck her friend and knock her up, which not great, but we've all done stupid things as teenagers. Well, it's, it's the oldest trope in the book, right? Like the couples that get together from a cheating situation in the, in time one of them's not going to trust each other because they were those people I think um one thing I also like about Jeff is I I love beautiful well-meaning idiots and that's what he is and I also think he's ride or die for her in my opinion I'm seeing it as he knows she's cheated he's read those journals and god knows what's in them because he was like it was that all true um and he's still like yeah babe let's go to the reunion we're covering this up he's with her you know with her killing her lover and I was like I love characters like that when all of these disasters happen in their marriage but they're still pretty ride or die for each other so even even before that when they're meeting with Jackie's parents and Jackie's parents are talking and he defended her it was amazing It's like, no, 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 this, this my boo. I could easily turn this into just a Jeff podcast, so I'm going to stop. 
Well, I, I thought too, from the first few episodes, I was kind of under the impression because they're in couples therapy. You think he's cheating in my, and I didn't really do the math, but in my head, their daughter, I was like, oh, that's the daughter that Shauna was pregnant with right before the plane crash. And she comes back and right. is like, Hey, this is your kid. And they get together. And I, I was under the impression they were just kind of like together based off of those circumstances. And then right. I, I was talking with a friend the other day, but if you actually do the math of it doesn't how, work out time, it's not. Yes. So, it, so then that also made me be like, Oh, cause there, there was obviously another reason to bring them together, which is that like Jeff just truly loves Shauna. At least that's, now what the viewers kind of like led to believe, which I'm, I'm all for. I was like, yeah, well just this guy just like really, she is down for whatever she fucking does and, yes. for her. Um, and, and also, I mean, the show is so good at just like leaving. There's so many, it, it's been fun to watch because there's been so many opportunities to theorize about like what's going to happen. And obviously one of those is like what happens to Shauna's baby um when they're out they eat that motherfucking baby you think they eat the baby i hope they yeah. eat the baby <laughs> i don't know i don't know if it's, 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 it's more tender i because... honestly think she's gonna end up miscarrying like Probably. i the show hasn't you know a lot of again the internet people are gonna gripe about one thing or another i find myself very good at um knowing I'm watching a television show or a movie and I don't give a shit if something's not super logical or realistic um like where's their leg hair or why are her roots not you know fully out yet and oh yeah shit (laughs) this is like a psychological why why are they banging they gotta be filthy yeah and it's like they ain't got toothpaste why are you kissing and it's also like do you guys think that humans and civilization began with electricity and hygiene um products no (laughs) like just relax anyway Long ago, everyone smelled like butt. Yeah, and and so, um, oh, I digress and I forgot where I was going. Oh, yes. Yeah. So one of the things that I think, you know, is she tried to do that abortion. Obviously, it didn't go very far. Like it was, it was too painful, or maybe emotionally and physically. Um, I'm sure, but I could see with the trauma of her best friend dying kind of out of stubbornness um and being perhaps malnourished i i could see a miscarriage happening i don't know if that baby's going to make it to full term but at the same time there was that scene of you know her nightmare where she gave birth and it was like a whole roasted chicken and she had that dream before and it was hamburgers so maybe that is kind of foreshadowing something that's going to happen to this baby but like my god that's that's like a snack it's like an appetizer how much meat's on a baby right i don't think the baby's not going to like fill that whole crew of people yeah. unless it's like a <laughs> sacrificial thing like poor yeah. uh, biscuit first of all depends on how hungry you are and the cheeks are the most delicious anyway moving on um <laughs> jesus uh at what point uh did you ladies think uh or come to realize how much you love this show was there any specific moment uh when 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 you had that realization since we're we're met with silence i'll give you mine because i I was in from the first episode (laughs) yeah uh, let's let's hear yours eager to get to the following week uh but when i knew like this this is my favorite current show uh because many other favorites have come to an end when we when i got to the season finale and I didn't want to watch it because that means they're going to go away now for a while. And I didn't want them to go away. But I also wanted to know what happened. So it was that weird quandary for me of, of uh, kind of Doctor Who-ish in a way of like, I, I don't want to go. Uh, but, you know, I got, I got to find out uh, what, what these uh mature ladies or and and the shenanigans that they're getting into what's going on with that been on this ride so long these young ladies out in the woods tripping balls 
almost having blood orgies and uh, touching coach boners uh, and Van, who I love. And uh, I, I remembered Liv Hewson from uh, Santa Clarita Diet. So before I committed her name to memory, because I've kind of got that issue sometimes with shows or movies where I don't learn people's names and I just refer to them by other projects. So I was just calling her Mr. Balllegs for about will, the first five I'm gonna, episodes. I'm going to interrupt you for a second just to just to correct you. Uh, Liv is non-binary, so they go by they them. I was not aware of that. Thank no, you. For I mean, correcting. no, of course. I mean, the only reason I know is because I follow them on Instagram. So I, I appreciate that. I, I this is important to know uh, people's pronouns and probably why I, when being ignorant, should just go with proper nouns until I find out. <laughs> no, it's um, you're always a well-meaning dude, so you 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 learn by someone telling you, you know. But I never learned anything by doing it correctly the first time. I literally had to look up when a store closes for you. So, um, <laughs> Chelsea but, is my search engine. Yeah. I, I think so. A couple of things come to mind for me on two moments where I knew I was going to love the show. I was already, I was already into it by the first episode. I was like, this is, this is intriguing. This is really fun. Where is this going to go? Um, there's a scene in Virginia, maybe this will resonate with you too. Like if you, uh, you know, grew up, grew up doing anything like camping or Girl Scouts or anything like that, when, when they're in the initial campfire and Laura Lee, who was actually also one of my favorite characters and her, her death devastated me, um, said, this is all my fault and explains that her piano teacher kept yelling at her so she called her a bad word and they were like they were all like what did you call her and she just says a cunt and they all start laughing but not like a mean laughing like Laura Lee so stupid but laughing with her to the point that Laura Lee starts laughing too realizing how you know how she sounds and then the other girls started sharing oh, I steal from TJ Maxx all the time, or, you know, I pause a movie on Bruce Willis's dick and, and stuff like that. And I was like, there's definitely going to be tension with these girls. We already know from the beginning of what we saw in the snow. But Tension seeing, amongst teenage girls? No. <laughs> no. Oh, like teenage boys are any better. They just shoot places. Anyway, <laughs> um, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we're also awful and dumb on top of that (laughs) that was very extreme um but anyway uh but not incorrect (laughs) but not incorrect but um having that moment especially with laura lee i think i said this to rick before i love laura lee because she's someone who is so strong in her faith but it's not a trope like she loves the other girls and the other girls love her um so i really enjoyed that but that's when i knew I was really rooting for all of them and wanted to keep watching them. And then the second thing, and I'll make it really quick. So I want to take up too much time is I'm such a very specific nerd in music placement in movies and TV shows. Um, like there's, you know, certain movies that I love, even if they're not particularly well-made because I just love the music choices and certain scenes and the scene that keeps sticking out to me going back to Jeff is when uh is when Shauna follows him to the hotel and Kim Wilde's Cambodia is playing I think that was such clever music placement it it's it makes the scene much more impactful and I was like I love the music choices in this show so that was another one too that made me know I was gonna continue loving it yeah oh the music's so good I've been meaning to like look up the like a Spotify playlist or something for it Showtime Um, has it I have it saved (laughs) so Showtime does have it on Spotify (laughs) oh perfect I have to do that um that's been like on my to-do list for a week um I think, well, I love the the pilot episode. The first episode is like so good, but I will say like, I think probably the first four episodes, I was very like scared. <laughs> like I couldn't watch it at night because it would, <laughs> I was just like, 
it was scary. There were like a lot of scary moments and it was like, also my, it like got my adrenaline up and then I couldn't sleep. So I would watch it during the day. I mean, I was, it was good, but I was like, I had a lot of anxiety over it too, (laughs) in like a good way. Um, but then I think probably when I got more invested or like more like maybe emotionally invested in like the characters, um, I can't really like think of the most specific moment, but I think it was once the adult versions of the characters started to like come together more because for the first few episodes you kind of you don't know where everyone stands you know you have like Shauna and Taisa meeting like in like discreetly at a diner just to kind of being like make this go away we don't talk about you know like all they're all just very kind of like standoffish and then they slowly get like brought together again um probably like the and kind of back to Jeff, but the moment that sort of brought them together was when they got blackmailed for the money. And like when they were like sitting in the car together, trying to track the bag, it, it was in like Natalie brings alcohol and they're just like, I, I don't, I just liked seeing them bond, like kind of rebonded over this thing. And then that made me like feel more um, attached to them too. And, 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 yeah, I don't know. Um, not like a specific moment, but I love seeing them all together. And then when they finally bring in um, Misty to like hide the body and then it's all four of them and then they're at the reunion to get, oh my gosh, I'm like, <laughs> I just love it. Um, the reunion was great too. <laughs> and the, with the, um, the, the character who uh, was younger and got taken out by Thaisa at the very beginning and like wasn't on the plane. Oh running my God, in, yeah. Was like, like, I, I keep forgetting they're in New Jersey and I'm like glad they bring in like characters like her to be like, oh, right. They're in New Jersey. She was like, oh. <laughs> so Jersey. <laughs> so good. That, that, that does work a lot. Cause I think, you know, a lot of people because they're in the woods, everyone's like, it's, it's Lord of the Flies with girls. I think it's a little more uh, lost with, with, you know, uh, less testosterone, which I dig, uh, because you you have that supernatural element in the woods that we don't have the answers to mm-hmm. yet. It's going to keep you coming back and 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 having fun. I do love, uh, as Chelsea mentioned, with Liv Houston, uh, not just in her real life. We have characters that are gay and our teenagers find themselves and i think that's not only great for a representation now but going back to 96 that may have been odd i i think in a group of friends that certainly would have been accepted but maybe after like one or two beats of huh well okay (laughs) and so i Mm -hmm. like having that because you know Sometimes you got to remember, remind folks much older than us, gay people didn't just start now. Yeah, exactly. It's just they're getting the love they finally deserve now, hopefully. I I think that's kind of shown with Ben's character as well, because you have Tyson and Van who are there um, out together amongst everyone who's very accepting. And Ben, Mm -hmm. who's the older, their coach, has been keeping this like secret. So it kind of also reflects like the generational structure of kind of what's acceptable. Yeah. Um, Cause he's obviously scared that he'll lose his job or yes. something like, which is a fair fear to have at that point. So. And yes. played by Steven Kruger, absolutely in 1996 would not want it getting out as a high school coach that he's gay. Even if he's coaching a girl's soccer team parents would get in an uproar and bring out uh torches and pitchforks uh but again i love that matt just puts it together like you never look at our boobs so that's gotta be it right and he's like oh yeah i i love their relationship too um natalie's and ben's feels very just um and that's also why i love natalie's character is that i think she just kind of can see people as they are um very easily it comes just like naturally to her and that's uh, again just a feature of that character i really admire because even grown as portrayed by juliette lewis one of the the things that i love about 
Natalie in the present, uh, even though uh, typically uh, she'd be the druggie, the fuck up, the person that you can't rely on. But she gets the shit done, even though she has this drive, this obsession that Travis was not a suicide, it was a murder. To get the ransom money, she sells her car. She She's making it happen. Yes, she's getting out of rehab and relapsing constantly, but she's still propelling things forward by sheer determination. And, and that's uh, one of the things that I love about her. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of me and the fact that one of my mantras says, I don't know how to do it, but I'll do it. <laughs> so, oh, go ahead, Virginia. Just really quickly, the, what you said reminded me of, she said something, um, older Natalie said something like, I can't remember if, if the other women were present or not, but it was something along the lines of like, we're all the same level of fucked up. You guys just hide, like, hide, hide it, it more, more than me. hide it better. Yeah. It was something like that where she just kind of said, and you know, like she just, she handled it through like drugs and alcohol, but like everyone is just as fucked up as she is um and they just like cope differently um and she's so correct with that statement (laughs) they are all super fucked up (laughs) very so and speaking of fucked up something we have to discuss is what the hell do we think is going on with adult Thaisa fucking beheading her dog (laughs) and having a shrine in the sand part of the house when her wife found it I was like I'll say my theory she obviously sleepwalks um and she does some really weird stuff when sleepwalking and then that smile at the end when she was announced as senator that was very specific I, I love that I started with my theory is, and I'm I'm still not even sure what my full theory is. I know that this woman is not fully innocent, but I also don't think she is a hundred percent aware. Um, I don't think, you know, she's like the level we're seeing Lottie <laughs> become. Um, right. I, but there's something there. I don't know. I mean, it, something's going on obviously I just don't think she's fully aware of it but I do think she's done some really really bad things I think that's what this show is so it's what's so well done with this show is that we don't know and either scenario would make sense like if Taisa did that deliberately to win the election or subconsciously like either way like I'm gonna buy it like um I can see it I could see it going in either direction um we do know she sleepwalks but also she has this like supernatural um history like oh my god yeah I I don't know why I forgot about that yeah the guy with like no eyes Mm -hmm. who we still don't really know I don't know at least what that represents yet but it's it's also like she has the same that was before the plane crash um same with like Lottie obviously had these like I don't know intuitions or whatever before Mm -hmm. the plane crash so like they have that in common um I don't know I feel like there's a difference though between like eating dirt at night and kind of sleepwalking versus like creating an altar and like sacrificing the dog's heart it, you know like a very specific mm-hmm. which kind of makes me lean more towards it it was um deliberate yeah uh, no, that's a very good opposed, point yeah as opposed to her just kind of like subconsciously doing that just feels like very specific um to be done subconsciously but I don't I don't know yeah R.I.P. Biscuit is all I know Damn. Yeah. Biscuit. R.I.P. Biscuit. Also her poor child. At first I thought her kid oh was God, just like, I, I thought he was just like possessed and creepy. And then I was like, no, he's just being traumatized. Like, yeah. I, thought- <laughs> I thought he was just being a little bastard. Now, uh, my theory, which I don't invest too much in uh, Chelsea, as, as, as you know, I like to go into things as cold as possible. Uh, I don't want to build things up too much in my head because the writers are going to do what the writers are going to do. The cast is going to perform it. uh, And and I have complete faith in everybody that it's going to be great. So the less I know, the better. But, you know, I watch a lot of horror movies. So 
at some point they called something forth and it's within yeah. Ty. I that that's all that's all I'm thinking of at this moment. So she's not full deadite, but she may not be alone in there. Yeah, I think it's so interesting because the carvings are in the island or it's not an island in the in the area when the plane crashes so and with the cabin and the uh man who previously lived there there was obviously things afoot uh before it crashed and there was a foot a foot yeah. there was a foot <laughs> and misty chopped it off um but anyway uh one of one of the things that I think, and I know I was talking to my roommate about it, I don't think I mentioned it to you, Rick, is I think um, Laura Lee's death was so significant because her relationship with Lottie, like she even like baptized Lottie. They, they, well, Lott, uh, Laura Lee was something very angelic and and pure and good like Laura Lee was just good in Lottie's life and when Lottie died or not Lottie sorry when Laura Lee died I feel like that's what whatever was on the in that wilderness that Lottie was already connecting with became full full frontal full speed ahead in in Lottie when Laura Lee died it almost felt like Laura Lee was her anchor that's how I uh took it as which I thought was rather beautiful and then you know it is kind of when you see Laura Lee explode it's like their chance of rescue their chance of you know their innocence like everything you know that Laura Lee represents is gone and I think that really spearheaded a lot of um what Lottie's doing because it's like I thought a couple of things as that went down first like Mm -hmm. I'll suspend disbelief enough for a show but clearly a plane or any vehicle that hasn't been uh moving in a real long time it's it's not going to start it's not gonna run but like okay let, let, let's take that let's throw that what if it was, what if this show is supernatural and it was done to get rid of laura lee like the the land wanted her gone anyway sorry, Exa- go exactly that, that that that's the point so as it's happening i'm like this ain't gonna work it's gonna crash and then it ends up being better but the second thing is your texts as you were watching that scene uh, to me and beautiful lady were fucking hilarious because it's like, why is the bear on fire? <laughs> yeah, when the teddy bear lit on fire, I was like, no! <laughs> yeah, but like, why did that bear light on? I didn't understand why the bear lit on fire. It seemed um, so intentional and again, almost symbolic. Like, you know, because she, I forgot the bear's name, but she was like, look, so-and-so, it's working. And I'm like, I, I don't know. There's something maybe I'm romanticizing it a bit, but there's just something about it that was so specific and so tragic when um, the way it happened. And I just felt like that was Lottie's uh, anchor being destroyed. So yeah, it was, yes, I think kind of symbolically, Laura Lee was like the moral compass of the group. And then that when she's gone, that there is that's gone amongst the the girls as well and um and I think and I don't think Ben is probably gonna survive this that's my prediction and he's kind of like the authority although he keeps losing more and more authority but I also kind of feel like if Ben when Ben (laughs) dies um you know that authority figure then will also be gone and so you like lost morality lost authority then it's sort of like a free-for-all and that's kind of maybe when like antler queen emerges i don't know um <laughs> that's sort of kind of what i think might happen like um antler but, queen sounds dirty go on <laughs> oh yeah and, yeah um uh which we think is i i, I would assume is lottie's the antler yeah queen. um I, that's what I, i'm assuming too i wanted to touch on like the supernatural aspect because i also think that's the show does like such a good job of it could be like a supernatural element or it could just be like the circumstances of totally mountains that they're you know starving dehydrated etc but i like i i thought when um jackie died and a, a lot of 
like people were like, oh, it was, you know, or like died out of stubbornness or like Jack or like Shauna killed her or like, you know, like all this stuff. But then I was like, I don't know, like in the scene before that, when they're all giving like thanks to the sacrifice of the bear, Jackie was the only one that didn't say thank you. And then it snowed, like it snowed that night. And I know they're in the mountains and it can like snow whenever, but I was like the night before they were in like dresses, like dancing around a fire pit. And then like, it snowed like, I don't know, 12 inches. Like I was like, yeah. I don't know. It seems like that could also be, obviously it could be the circumstances or coincidence, but also I'm like, maybe it is something more supernatural that like yeah. they killed Jack, the, the wilderness killed Jackie because she wasn't like grateful for the land decided she had to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, if that's, yeah, I, I can jump on board with that. I was thinking I the same. I was thinking the same thing, and I read it um, as well on the subreddit for the show that a lot of people were calling out. Well, um, you know, Jackie didn't. Jackie was calling it all stupid and saying you were all crazy last night, which I mean, they were. <laughs> so well, yeah, they were. <laughs> That's just good teenage fun. <laughs> sacrificing the 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 man. The only, the boy. <laughs> poor Travis. That was awful. But Again, I think uh, uh, 18, 19, 20 year old Rick would have thought, hey, what a way to go. 45 year old Rick, like nah, 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 no ladies. Yeah, I, no. I think Travis was scared out of his mind and for good reason. But the the fear boner is a very real thing. Yeah, no, that's true. And um, but it's uh I thought it was so interesting, you know, like you said, you know, that she didn't give blessings, she didn't say thank you, and they were all slowly turning against her. And I also realized a lot of um again, just people are very very dumb and um don't realize how easy it is to die the way Jackie did because I and I think it was Thaisa or someone else who called it out a few episodes before they said like when hypothermia and everything hits in and you're close to dying it just feels like you're falling asleep cold and it's easy to freeze to death like that and because everyone was like that I saw saying it, it must have been supernatural it's super unrealistic that Jackie didn't go back in I'm like no she's a 17 year old girl pissed at her best friend who basically just called her like this is your peak and you're gonna live a boring life and all of this stuff and I don't even like soccer in the coach's face when she said that I was like this is like there's no book club <laughs> just yeah. all of these scenes <laughs> like cutting lines um that are, what, what, what? that are so trivial but with Jackie's death, I mean, we all knew it was coming and we, we were all just wanting to know the why. And I didn't find it underwhelming. I found it really tragic. So, but for the supernatural elements, I, I agree, Virginia. I think it could go really either way right now, like crazy cult and just, they were all dehydrated and tripping um, or crazy cult and they have brought something forth um, or something that was already there escalated. Now, going back to what you said of all the girls turning on Jackie, let's just pilot this idea. Were they turning on her or were they being turned against her by things that <laughs> we don't know? Exactly. Yet? We don't know because they were all like drinking the flavor aid, basically, of, you know, this bear came to us and made its offering and everything. And and she's like, I just watched you all like try to slit Travis's throat. And were you going to eat him? Like, what the hell? Um, so it is interesting. Things like that. If I was Jackie, I'd be scared out of my mind. And I'd, I'd probably be playing along with it, to be quite honest, like so that they wouldn't kill me. <laughs> all right. So as we land this plane, uh, any hopes uh, of what... Uh, is in store for us in season two. I hope to see, so I, I obviously, I, I think it's known now that Lottie is still alive. Um, I'm going to assume Van is also still alive. Uh, so I, I'm just thinking of that that final shot or one of the final shots of the finale where Lottie's sacrificing the bare heart and then you, you we just see Misty and Van behind her. Um, makes me think that van is also going to play a much bigger part in everything um 
so I would love to see adult and, and some people like speculated that adult van was one of the, one of the people to kidnap Natalie mm-hmm. at the end. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. It's hard to tell. Um, but I am looking forward to seeing them as in, and like, just, I, I do want to know like more of the survivors. Cause I know there are more survivors. Um, yeah. and I just want to know more about them in present day and like, what the fuck they're doing and like is Lottie I don't know running a fucking cult or not like I don't yeah I uh, I mean that's like pretty much it um I, I mean I, I'm kind of with you Rick like I trust the writers so I'm a little bit just like all right take me on this ride and like we'll see what happens um I would also like I'm not convinced that Adam is just kind of some random guy that mm-hmm. even though he might not be at like as evil as like we thought or like insidious but um I also don't think he's just like a nobody. I feel like he, he was just too, his character was just too, like, had too many weird things. Like his, when like Shauna's daughter, like goes to Google him and can't find him anywhere. I'm like, he has to be, I feel like there's something with Adam maybe that we don't know yet. So um, I would like to have more questions answered for that as well. Or yeah. he's just some random guy that died, unfortunately. I don't know. Yeah. No, I I agree about about Adam and, and Van as well. I'm I'm thinking because during the show, I was thinking Van must have died because Thaisa hasn't really brought, you know, Van up or has said anything. So I was like, all right, I'm assuming uh they're dead. And then I think it does make sense that Thaisa wouldn't bring Van up if Van basically separated uh, from her and joined um, Lottie because obviously Thaisa wasn't fully, fully on board from where we saw, from where we saw her. So I'm also hoping for Van to be alive. I want to see other survivors uh, stories as well, or that didn't survive. Like how do the girls start dying? You know, Um, is it, is it natural unfortunate causes that you know from being in this in this environment or do they start getting picked off like what's I'm curious to see what's going to happen and one thing I would also like to see is just because it's it's their chemistry is great together um younger I I would love to see more glimpses of what um Natalie and uh, Travis's life looked like in and out of rehab and kind of supporting each other or trying to support each other and what happened in that final stint to where he couldn't be found until Misty like you know like what was the final straw that um broke the camel's back there and like Travis and Natalie no longer speaking I they're just so interesting on the show I want to see more of more of them and more of my idiot Jeff just give me more Jeff (laughs) I also made that assumption, Chelsea, that Van was not alive. Right. You're not seeing grown Van. But I also know as an old bastard that's been in a relationship for a long time, you don't bring up your ex as much. No, that's true. Especially when you're happy. That's that's and you're running to be senator. Like (laughs) that is no, that's a very good point. I think I was um, I don't know, it was just like let me tell you about the little ginger I used to get it on with in the woods not really great to bring but even around the other women that's why i was like wow they're not really talking about anybody except like you know jackie comes up but um but i get it i get it's it seems they took an oath and maybe running for senator kind of breaks that oath of living under the radar um me I, i i just want a little more 90s music uh for season two uh, stuff that takes me because there's a lot of shit that I haven't heard in a very long time there was some things that I had to shazam it's like this is familiar but I never paid attention to and and the one problem and Chelsea's probably going to call me an idiot the slow motion walk into the reunion to the offspring I feel rebel girl by bikini kill would have worked a little bit better. but that was such a popular 96 song come on Ugh, you're being yeah, picky shut up so rebel rebel girl's a little more fitting and you know they're they're the queens of my world as of right now at least. All right. Well, apply for music supervisor. What do you want me to say? That is that should be my calling. <laughs> so it's like Rick, how many checks are you going to give Mark Lanigan? All of the checks. 
you should just dm like showtime's instagram account be like the song the song yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) here are my thoughts (laughs) i love it showtime if you're listening i am available Coincidentally enough, back in the 90s when I was working at Tower Records, uh, my mother would always tell me, you love music, you should be a DJ. And I said, no, I should not, because people would hire me to play the music that they want, and I would take their money and play the music that I want. So I would not be successful in that endeavor. So maybe music supervisor on a TV show would work better. Uh, Let me know where to send my resume. I've never done it before. (laughs) So. Uh, it's been wonderful talking with you ladies. Uh, Rodina, where can people find you if they want to find you? Um, you can find me, I guess, on the internet. Uh, Twitter, it's at VA underscore Dickens. Um, that's probably the best place to find me. <laughs> that's Jealousy. all I have. <laughs> it's, like long, it's all good. Long pause. You're not, not going to share like your phone number and address and stuff? um no just like dm me and then i'll send it to you Um, (laughs) i love it don't be in virginia's dms (laughs) say please along with it and then you can come by and make her like the oat goop uh, over the night before the oat goop goop, because she's not a hardcore smoothie bitch at this point in time or if you're going to bring her a blender yeah she can become hardcore smoothie bitch Yes, I, I do need a blender if anyone wants to get me one of those. Much appreciated. Virginia, drop your Venmo handle. <laughs> no, People are going to request money. For um, I don't think our listeners are like the generous type. They may just ask for money. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but uh, apologies if that is a wrong characterization. But um, I, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. If you look up Chelsea Bennington, I'm there. And I was talking to my younger sister this morning, who is a fan of the podcast. And she said that if I give her a shout out, she will watch Yellow Jackets and, and complete it and listen to it. So my sister, Amanda goes by Mandy for short. Her Instagram handle is Mandy with an I. So Mandy Diane, um, Actually, God, neither of these are spelled the way they usually are. It's M-A-N-D-I-D-Y-A-N. Wow. Okay. So Amanda, there's your shout out. Go ahead. <laughs> now watch, see- watch the show. Yeah, watch the watch. dance show. <laughs> I'll see you and I'll raise you. You watch the show and then you can come on here and talk about it. And we'll shame you for not watching it sooner. Out of love and in all peace and love, we will shame you. I love that. I should also say, because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have a Showtime subscription. Don't want to pay for it. Blah, blah, blah. I think you can get like a week free trial or something. So. Oh, yeah. They do have a um, week free trial. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have generous, if you have generous friends like myself, not necessarily the kind that will give you a blender, but there are those among us that are willing to trade our logins for other streaming. So. It's like black market. Be a better friend is all I'm saying. (laughs) Or find better friends. (laughs) That too. You can check out Spooky Doings on Instagram, Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook. I'm on the Tweety at Rick Guzman 718. And uh, yeah, this has been a wonderful conversation with the both of you. And uh, maybe around season two, we'll get Mystic Mandy on here. We'll bring Virginia back uh, on the show. And uh, we'll, we'll give a rundown. And I don't know. It, 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 the, the world is, is wide open in the mountains of someplace with mystical beings and also Canada. <laughs> the mystical Somewhere in Canada. Canada. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I mean, I'm excited for season two. I'm pumped. But thank you so much for having me on. This has like, been the only thing I have wanted to talk about for um, for the past few days and maybe i'm a bad friend because i haven't given anyone my login but none of my friends really watch the show so (laughs) um i'm happy to talk about it well then they're the ones missing out and they're gonna have to play catch up later and thank you for being on the show virginia and thank you to everybody for listening uh give us a review uh tell your friends about the podcast uh tweet us out Uh, we would appreciate it and then more people can be part of the fun conversations but in the meantime and in between time everybody stay good stay healthy and stay spooky till next time